I'm Jacob. And I'm Pruitt. And this is another movie podcast. So, Spider-Man Far From Home. We watched it today. Um, what did you expect going into the movie? Did you expect anything at all? Like, what were we just thinking about? What did you want in the movie? I was um, expecting, like, more of the story of the Avengers and for that to, like, progress and go into, like, the next movie and stuff. So you're expecting kind of the amount of Avengers connections that the movie had. Yeah, I was expecting, like, a storyline. I, I actually didn't expect that many Avengers connections. Like, obviously, the trailers... Like, if you saw some of the trailers, they had a lot of, like, connections with Iron Man and stuff like that. And I thought maybe it would, like, you know, that that obviously affected Peter Parker a lot. But I actually didn't expect as many Avengers connections with it. Because, mm -hmm. like, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming, I'd say they used Tony Stark pretty sparingly. Like, he was there yeah, when true. the story needed him. But I thought they used him pretty sparingly. And I thought that's kind of what they were going to do for this one. But they had a lot of, you know, Nick Fury and Maria yeah. Hill and just, like, a lot of that. Which I don't, they did a lot of that in Captain Marvel. And I thought, oh, I guess they're going to hold off on, on Nick mm -hmm. Fury maybe a little bit more. But Samuel L. Jackson yeah. is just going to be in a lot of these movies was, now, I guess. I was surprised that Nick Fury was in this too. Yeah. But also, now that I think about it, it kind of makes sense that they kind of went off of, like, um, Homecoming. Because mm -hmm. that's the second movie of Homecoming. So it just kind of makes sense that it didn't have a lot to do with the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, like I said, I just thought it had more to do with the Avengers than yeah. what I thought. But obviously Nick Fury was in the trailers, mm -hmm. but I didn't know he was going to be that prevalent. But yeah. yeah, when I was expecting going into the movie was more self-contained than what we actually got, I thought. I thought this movie, especially at the beginning, just had a lot to, like, you, you really had to see the other Avengers movies to get. I mean, and that makes sense. Endgame's a huge movie. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was huge and everyone that I know of, has, <clears throat> almost everyone I know has seen it and it, yeah. and it obviously made a crap ton of money and they re-released it in theaters yeah. just recently well, you definitely should watch it before you watch this yeah. movie. yeah i just didn't expect how heavily you were going to need because like spider-man homecoming i mean you just all you really know need to know outside of it is who iron man is yeah and it gives that little recap mm -hmm. at the beginning which i thought the recap at the beginning of this movie was really fun with the school news broadcast yeah i think a lot of my friends when they saw spider-man homecoming one of their favorite parts was the school news broadcast that they did mm -hmm. i thought it was fun that they had that right at the beginning of this movie because i think they knew that a lot of the younger fans really enjoyed that part of the first movie um but yeah going into it overall like top down what what did you think of the movie like you know what are your thoughts well i i definitely liked it and before the final um the final scenes after the credits and stuff mm -hmm. i was like what does this have to do with like any of the other movies it's just hmm. another movie where he was just fighting a bad guy yeah. like what does it have to do with like the next movie or uh, avengers or whatever mm -hmm. but then after this the after credit scenes i was like okay that makes more sense like i'm actually like looking forward to whatever's next mm -hmm. so you weren't super into the movie until the post credit scene and then you kind of well, dug it a little it bit was more. like not that i didn't enjoy the movie like throughout but it was just like at the end i was like wait there's nothing to hold on to. Yeah, the, the ending felt sudden yeah. to me as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Personally, it wasn't as good as I hoped it would be. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if it's as good as I thought it would be because I, I actually... The trailers didn't impress me a whole lot. Um, I purposely didn't watch all of like the trailers, especially after there was one trailer that had a part of the scene where Mary Jane figures out, or MJ figures out who, you know, that Peter's Spider-Man. And after that was in a trailer, I was like, 
oh, they're spoiling this movie with the trailers. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I felt like I just needed to stop watching the trailers. Mm-hmm. But they didn't impress me a whole ton. And when I watched it, I kind of got what I was expecting, but not what I wanted necessarily. Um, one of the things that I think is great about a lot of Spider-Man movies is just that character of Peter Parker and his like journey through the movie. And I think the original Spider-Man trilogy does a great job with that, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. And I thought that even though there's a lot of problems with the Amazing Spider-Man series, they still kind of held on to that. Mm-hmm. And I thought this movie didn't quite have that same journey for Peter Parker. Um, I really liked at the beginning, they kind of established that he was going to have this character arc of, you know, in Spider-Man Homecoming, it, the, his character arc was realizing that he doesn't have to grow up so fast. He's trying to grow up too fast, mm-hmm. but he needs to stay a kid. <laughs> He needs yeah. to be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's not an Avenger. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that story arc, that character arc in, in Spider-Man Homecoming. And that's really what made me latch on to Spider-Man Homecoming a lot. Because I really liked that movie. But this movie started off with the arc of, okay, now he needs to grow up. And he doesn't yeah. want to. Which yeah. I thought was really interesting. Because like I'd say in the ba- about the first half hour, they kind of established that, oh, that's going to be kind of his arc, this movie. But by the end of it, I feel like they never really paid that arc off or like had a, a moment where Peter took on that responsibility. Yeah. He's like, I am the next Iron Man. Yeah, well, it kind of, yeah, it kind of seems like at the end of the movie, he's just like, we're just going back to the way exactly. it was. Exactly, exactly. And I thought that was too bad because I loved the moment at the end of Homecoming where he turns down the Iron Spider suit because that was a, so symbolic of him saying, no, I'm going to be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I don't yeah. have to be an Avenger. Mm-hmm. And then he gets thrust into that role and I thought they were going to really play with that idea a lot in this movie, or I hoped they would, and they didn't too much. Um, you could argue that the, the time at the end where he's building his suit or he's like kind of customizing the suit in a way yeah. that Tony Stark may have, that could have been that symbolic moment. And if that was, I felt like it was too early in the movie. It was right before the final battle. I always love it when that symbolic moment is after the third act, kind yeah. of in the denouement, which, oh, you're kidding me. Why would they do that? That's, That's annoying. I can My parents that. want me upstairs. Pause. <laughs> Hello. And welcome to the silent show. Today, we're going to be talking about the benefits of sitting in a silent room. Whether you're with somebody or not, if you're both silent, yet giving each other the presence of being there, it can still give you that bond between the two. Whether it's a mom and dad or like a couple or you and your dog it's still great okay an amazon package came in it was for me and my parents turned off and on my lights to let me know that that's what it was i got kind of mad i'm sorry what was i talking about oh the his character arc yeah so (laughs) basically what i was trying to say was i was disappointed that peter's character arc wasn't clearly defined and wasn't clearly resolved in the movie. They didn't focus on it enough, in my opinion. It's still decent. That's probably one of the biggest reasons why I didn't latch on to this movie quite as much as I did Homecoming or Spider-Man 1 or Spider-Man 2 or even the Amazing Spider-Man movies, is that Peter's journey wasn't explored as much as the just the things that were happening around him in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I think there are definitely some really good parts. Um, for example... I really liked the Mysterio fight scenes. I'm kind of out of breath. I'm sorry. That's why I'm laughing. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Mysterio, the, the fight scenes with Spider-Man versus Mysterio, I thought were really good. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that that was, it was very comic booky. If you've ever read any of the original Spider-Man comics where he faces Mysterio, the sequences in the movie where he fights Mysterio with just the illusions and the, just the really trippy sequences, um, that's a really that's like almost right out of the comic book pages. Those yeah. weird visuals mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, I really like that. That's kind of what I wanted out of a Mysterio appearance in this movie. You, yeah, you look um, like you're about to say something. I did not watch any of the trailers. I don't. Yeah. I don't think. And I obviously I haven't read any comic books about it. So when he, we were allowed to say spoilers, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um. I'm putting that in the title of oh, the video or okay. the podcast. So when he was like, he seemed like the good guy, you know, mm-hmm. and like fighting the the apparently bad thing on the Earth from the other world or whatever. Um. I, I was like, oh, yeah, you're a good guy. like. But then I was also like, but wait, is he just fighting the the random essence thing, like, the whole movie? But then, like, it yeah. kept dying, like, really fast. I'm like, wait, there's got to be something else. It can't just yeah. be this. And if, this, this, there's yeah. no, like, sim, sim, symbolic thing. It's just a yeah. random monster, you know? Yeah. So um, when he, like, turned bad, I was like, oh. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And yeah. then, The yeah. story, if you don't know that Mysterio is a bad guy then I can see why after the first act, you would really think that um, that was a boring movie and like it's yeah. about done. You know what I mean? It's kind of like uh, the like the ending of Casino Royale. You've seen that movie, yeah. right? Where it, like like 45 <clears throat> minutes before the movie actually ends, it seems like it's ending. And you're yes. like, and then it just keeps going. Yeah. And you're like, what ca- is going on? So I felt too. I was yeah. like, it just keeps going and going. Yeah. And it seems like things are getting resolved, but then something else mm-hmm. comes up. And I thought they handled... So in the comic books, you, you don't know this, but in the comic yeah. books, Mysterio, and even in like the animated show and stuff like that, um, the, they did a really good Mysterio origin in the 90s Spider-Man animated show. But he's a Mysterio is a special effects artist for, te- for movies and television, and he feels like he got screwed over by his bosses and stuff, and he wasn't getting paid enough. And like mm-hmm. he also, I think in some of the origins, he designs some props and things that are dangerous, and so he gets fired. And so he uses his... Um, special effects knowledge to create these illusions and um, pretend like he's a hero and then defeat Spider-Man and, you know, get, well, he's, he's like acting like he's a hero, but really he's actually like swindling people and taking yeah. their money and stuff like that. Um, and that's what it is in the <clears throat> comics. And so I knew that something like that had to come in like that. And I really like the idea of that. He's, you know, a whole bunch of Tony Stark's former employees feel like mm-hmm. they got screwed over. And now that Tony Stark's dead, they're trying to take advantage of, the, of that. Yeah. I like that. Um, so, before I watched the movie, I did not know who Mysterio was. Mm-hmm. So coming from just like the movie, and I'm pretty sure other people don't know who he is either. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I didn't really know who he was or get to know him like at all throughout the whole movie. Like really? there was like I felt like I there's no background hmm. about why he wanted to go after Spider-Man. Yeah, and there I just didn't see an origin of anything. Yeah. There wasn't like I just didn't feel a purpose with that gotcha. it's just kind of random yeah and the way what they tried to do is they had that scene where they he proposes the toasts and stuff and that was their version of like essentially exposition dumping the audience of the villain's motivations so yeah that's what that, it felt like yes and that's what it was and that's a little bit lazy and i i was a little bit disappointed by that because i think the idea the concept is really good of like oh he's a like i said former stark employee that yeah. feels like he got screwed over and now it's his time to uh take it all back you know yeah um, they just use that, yeah, whole, that whole whole scene to scene, just yeah, and that happens a couple times. No, that no, that was the only time that it happened. It reminds me of like Suicide Squad though. At the beginning of Suicide Squad, where it's like, 
all right, who are the characters? Let's go yeah, through this they're file pretty much and just, see what they're doing. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty much just telling us who everyone yeah. is, and they did like, that, directly. And they kind of cheesily <laughs> um, cut to clips from the other movies and yeah. then inserting these characters yeah. into them. Yeah, I thought that was kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the idea is cool, but the execution was really quick and, kinda, yeah. in my opinion, kind of dumb. What I think may have happened, this is just speculation, I have no idea. I feel like they may have had longer origins longer ways of explaining it that felt more natural mm-hmm. but the movie might have been too long yeah well, and they might have had had to reshoot and shoot that scene instead yeah um and then it may have also been a pacing thing as far as they may have been like well now we need to let the audience know right away after peter gives away tony stark's glasses mm-hmm. that um we need to let the audience know right away why this is important and then reveal that mysterio is the villain yeah um i just it, you're right it was kind of cheesy and, and too fast yeah i think but I'll, yeah i mean I wasn't expecting to have this like whole background thing about mm-hmm. Mysterio because it's not about Mysterio, but it just to me personally just like, well, what does it have to do with Peter Parker? Yeah, and they should have. I feel like they should have explored maybe the the contrast between Mysterio and Peter Parker because Peter Parker obviously looked up to Iron Man, looked yeah. up to Tony Stark, mm-hmm. and then Mysterio felt like he was he you know he screwed him over and and you know threw him under the bus. Yeah, and took his idea. Um, they should have. I think they should have explored maybe like had some sort of conversation or argument between Mysterio and Spider-Man. Yeah, you know, Spider-Man while they defending were fighting. Tony Stark. Yeah, and then and then Mysterio saying no, he was he was terrible, and here's all these things. Yeah, that could have added more conflict to In- prove it. To, not to prove it. You're <laughs> to, to to Peter's um, yeah character. Well, yeah. Well, also like if if they would have done like some some fights that like they're talking to each other, not talking, but like yelling at each other, and arguing and stuff, mm-hmm. and they just. It gives you like more emotion and like makes it makes you feel for the characters and mm-hmm. know who they are yeah. and like their purpose of it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So I felt like that would have like given it a lot more character for both of them. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're and right. Purpose. But speaking of the action and stuff, what did you think of the action in this movie? Did you think it was well done or? I actually did like it. Mm-hmm. The hallucinations were definitely like yeah. so. I it agree. was like everywhere. I'm like, I agree. what's happening? And like I was, didn't even know. What like was going I said, on. that's exactly what I wanted from a Mysterio appearance in a yeah. Spider-Man movie. Like, as like a Spider-Man geek, that's something that like you like look. You really want the villains, especially the weird ones like Mysterio, mm-hmm. to be to be done in a way. That is cool and somewhat faithful to comic books, and I feel like they really did that in that yeah. one. Yeah. But as far as the other fight scenes and like maybe like the swinging scenes and stuff goes, something I noticed about one of my negatives about Spider-Man: Homecoming, and it's not like a huge negative, but as far as like visual style and knowing how to make web swinging and Spider-Man action look really good, Sam Raimi and Mark Webb were really good at that. Sam Raimi had a distinct style, and while it might look a little campy now, he's the one that directed the original Spider-Man, the three Spider-Man original movies. It might look a little cheesy and campy now, but when it was done, and I think just overall, there's a cool style to it. It's kind of, it's fast-paced, it's stylized, and at times it's gritty, and at times it's over the top, but overall it's still cool. It's unique. A unique interpretation of Spider-Man's movements and powers and, and how yeah. fast he is and how he can climb on walls and those things yeah well you can also see like that there are flaws like he can't always grab onto things yeah. with his webs yeah. and it it fails him sometimes yeah. and then mark webb with the amazing spider-man movies i thought did a great job of making you feel like you're there with spider-man as he's mm-hmm. swinging through the rooftops as he's fighting yeah. these these villains it was visceral i think the way that he that he did the action and the web swing and things like that something else about spider-man homecoming was that i felt like they didn't focus on that too much the action and the web swing were, were more generic. Of course, he did some Spider-Man things. Like, he was on walls and he used webs yeah. and stuff. But I just felt like 
it wasn't quite the same. It wasn't quite as stylized and focused on how cool Spider-Man's powers are. Because, you know, you can do some really unique things with that. Yeah. I feel like this movie did a better job than Spider-Man Homecoming. I do too. Of doing that. Um, still, while I say they did a better job, still I think it sometimes comes off as flat. And I think it's a combination of a couple of things. I just don't know. Now, I feel terrible because I can't remember the name of the director. John Watts. I don't know if John Watts is experienced. He's not. He's not experienced with a ton of action stuff. Mm-hmm. And that stylized action that like Sam Raimi brought and, and, and Mark Webb did, he, in my, from what I can see, he just can't seem to grasp that style or at least make it super unique, in my opinion. Spider-Man did more cool things in this movie, but also I don't know if it was captured to like the best of its potential. There were a couple shots that I thought were really good, like some slow motion things and some wide angle shots. Yeah. But still, the visual style just seems a little flat. And I think the other, the other thing is the the Marvel Marvel's movies color grading is generally pretty flat when it comes to colors. Um, the original three Spider-Man movies were shot on film, and so the colors naturally look really good with that. Um, and I think Sam Raimi did a great job of that. And I think the Amazing Spider-Man movies have a really unique visual style as well with the colors and how they contrast and how Spider-Man's suit really sticks out yeah. in the frame. Yeah, I know. I think that. that really helps. And I think when yeah. Spider-Man's suit doesn't stick out in the in the in the frame of the film as much as it does in other movies, I think the action and how connected and how how much Spider-Man stands out really suffers from that. So that's something mm-hmm. I kind of noticed. You know, cuz when I watch Spider-Man 2 or Amazing Spider-Man 2, those two movies are really good at like wow, when Spider-Man's swinging, you feel almost joy you know it's like yeah. wow this is so cool and you can tell he's having fun and exactly yeah in this movie they did a better job of it than in homecoming but i still don't know if they're there yet for that mm-hmm. and as a spider-man fan and someone who really loves the sam raimi trilogy it's a little bit disappointing when you don't have that level of that really cool swinging and fighting and action stuff like that that's yeah. kind of it might be a nitpick but that's just something i've noticed about it you know mm-hmm. yeah Going back to the um, illusions. Yeah. Uh, I just liked how it wasn't just like, you know, random, here's something, here's something, here's something. Like, mm-hmm. it kept going from, like, it would make whatever picture was up, make it into something else. Yes, that was cool. And and it just seemed like, it was just like, as it, like, as it backed mm-hmm. out, then you'd see, like, something else. It reminded me of Doctor Strange. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. so that character... Um, Mysterio. Mysterio like really did remind me of Doctor Strange mm-hmm. a lot. And they kind of make fun of that a little bit when Aunt May is like, "Is that Mr. Strange?" Yeah, he's Mr. Like, Strange. Uh, Doctor Strange. <laughs> and no, that's. I not mean, him. I can yeah. see it because he's the green stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not yeah. the helmet though. Did you like Mysterio's costume in this? You know, the fishbowl helmet was interesting. Yeah, so that's actually from the comics. Yeah. And I'm actually, I thought they did the best job that they could of making Mysterio's costume. It wasn't look bad. Not made. super cheesy. Yeah. Because it was actually pretty accurate to the comic book costume. Mm-hmm. But the comic book costume is way, che- way cheesier. I'm sure. Um, yeah. And so I think they did a good job. I actually really liked his suit. In I think one. it looks cool. I just, it's just like a personal thing where it's like, it's, it's, it's like whether it comes mm-hmm. from the comic books or not, it's just like to me, it's like, oh, that's an interesting design. Yeah. Which is yeah. cool. I like interesting and unique designs. Mm-hmm. And I still think, just going back to the color grading, if they would color grade these movies just a little bit more creatively, um, rather than just kind of the flat color scheme that they have yeah, going well, on, his the colors on his costume would really pop a lot more. And yeah, I, think I mean, it would stand well, out. like 
ultimately what i always notice in in scenes that he had is like original spider-man or like with just the color not like night monkey you're talking about spider-man yeah okay. yeah um i did notice that his suit just popped out that's good um compared to other things in the scene okay that's so good. i felt like i really just could see him all the time and everything else was flat you know what i think i agree with you but only when he was in mysterio's illusions I thought True. in Mysterio's illusions, they had some really cool things they did with the lighting. Yeah. And then the Spider-Man suit popped out. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, and you know what's another reason why I don't know why I think maybe the action to me is a little bit flatter in what? these movies. They don't do a lot of close-ups of Spider-Man's face or or emblems. Like the, yeah. Because I know, and I think I know why. But first I'll say in the other Spider-Man movies, they do a lot more like, they're almost a lot more in awe of Spider-Man's costume because it looks really cool. Yeah. And I think um, these movies want to keep themselves from being too self-congratulatory or too self-reverential. Yeah. As far as I think they know that some audiences are tired of that. We've had so many Spider-Man movies where it's like, yeah. look at this amazing exactly. costume. Exactly. Like, okay, everybody and knows look, now at this point. The big spider is on his chest. And I think now yeah. they're, they're wanting to be like, okay, let's focus on the movie rather than necessarily. And I can see that. Because, well, plus this isn't the first movie. Like, if it was the first movie in this series, then they would do that, of course. Yeah. But since it's like, okay, we already did that in another yeah. movie, we don't need to yeah. do it again. Yeah. Just as a as a big Spider-Man fan, I don't, I don't mind at all when they <laughs> do that. Because, like, in Amazing Spider-Man 2, they literally start the movie with a... Or, they at, right after the main title, after the like the prequel scene, essentially, they start the movie with a close up of the big spider on Spider Man's back as he's falling mm -hmm. falling down from the sky, and I will always love that shot so much. But anyway, so this is something I thought you I wanted to ask you about. What did you think of Peter and MJ in this movie? It seemed like kind of distant. Like okay. obviously they're both just high school kids, so they're yeah. like awkward mm -hmm. and they're trying to make it like like realistic in mm -hmm. that kind of way um i did kind of like it though because it wasn't like too much of them it wasn't focusing on them because okay. that wasn't the movie yeah. but they were still establishing the relationship between the two yeah i liked it and i think they did it about as well as they could with how they established peter and mj's character in homecoming yeah um yeah and i liked mj more in this movie yeah. i actually didn't love her too much in homecoming i thought she was fine um although i do think peter liking mj wasn't super established in homecoming yeah it, it just, just kind of seemed like it just kind of seemed like it happened in this movie because it's like just supposed to be you know given. we start off the movie and we automatically like one of the first things peter tells us is that he likes mj you know that he, that he tells the audience kind of yeah. talking to ned but i don't know I don't mind that too much because, you know, it's a it's, it's a thing that has to happen. Peter and Mary yeah. Jane, they have to be together. Just, you know what I mean? I mean, I know that, and it is a given to, mm -hmm. like, anyone that knows Spider-Man. Yeah. But it's like, it's like, at least, like, I'm like, okay, where's... I just didn't see an establishment. Yeah. I guess if that makes sense. Like, we know it's going to happen, and it's mm -hmm. supposed to, but how? In this series. In this yeah. world. Yeah. And I think for them both being in high school... I think they maybe they did they did a better job of making their relationship a little bit more realistic in this movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, the high school romance that's kind of done, or the the interaction between like Peter and MJ and Spider Man One, um, is really unrealistic for how high school romances work. You know what I mean? It's just it's just not how it goes. It's they did a good job of making it kind of awkward in this one, but yeah. I think they actually have decent chemistry. Yeah. It's not like you know Peter and Gwen in the Amazing Spider Man. That's the best chemistry you're gonna get mm -hmm. out of out of 
a main Spider-Man actor and the love interest. That was just amazing chemistry. And that's that's kind of what carried Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man yeah. 2 a lot of the time. But, you know, their chemistry was okay. And I thought that the way that they ended the movie where they're together, but then now there's this giant event happening in the post credit scene. Yep. That's going to... That's going to be interesting. I'm excited yeah. to see what happens next. But also, you know, overall this movie, to me, not bad. Not bad at all. But still not nearly as compelling as some other Spider-Man movies. As most of the other Spider-Man movies. You know, Amazing Spider-Man 2, not a great movie as far as how it's written and how it's spending so much time setting up other movies that didn't even end up happening. Yeah. But at least in that movie, I felt compelled to root for peter parker in this movie i didn't feel that quite as much i don't know why part of it's the un- incomplete character arc I yeah because i felt like i wasn't like really like connecting him was mm-hmm. really like feeling what he was feeling it just yeah. kind of seemed like distant between the audience yeah. and me and, Bec- and him yeah because at least spider-man homecoming the major thing that i loved about it was the character arc and i liked how he learned a lesson by the end and I felt like I was with him on that journey to learn that mm-hmm. lesson of don't grow up too fast. And that might have been because at that time when I watched that movie, I was actually kind of struggling with the same idea. And to me, that, that lesson hit me in a good spot. Yeah. The lesson for this one of, you know, I think what they were trying to do was now you have to grow up. At some time, you do have to grow up and take responsibility. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't pay that off quite as well in this movie. The ending, I thought, was weird. Kind of like you said. Mm-hmm. And I don't love, I don't, I actually don't really like that the real ending was the post credit scene. To me, that's weird. I don't like that either because it just changes everything and mm-hmm. a lot of people probably have left by then because yeah. it was way past all the credits. Like That is weird because... Yeah, that is true. You, because you either know very, it or you don't. The ending doesn't feel very satisfying. No, because... The first ending doesn't. There was nothing to do with those two characters mm-hmm. in the entire movie and all of a sudden it's just switched. Yeah. And all of a sudden, oh, that... that uh, J. J. Jameson. Yeah, you just yeah. like... Which is great. I thought that it's great that they have J.K. Simmons doing J. Jonah Jameson again, that the original actor from the original Spider-Man trilogy. Although he did not look nearly as much like J. Jonah Jameson than he as he did in the original Spider-Man ones. I assume is because uh, this is my guess. They contacted him really late in the production of the movie. <laughs> We're like, dude, can you be J. Jonah Jameson again? We'll just it'll be like one take. It'll be fine, you know, just for this quick little thing that's going to mm-hmm. be on a billboard. Like, sure, why not? So they didn't invest too much in making him look more like J. Jonah Jameson, you know? Yeah. But. Um, yeah. It but is. Yeah. It is. I don't know. I guess, like, that that scene, mm-hmm. anyway, just kind of sets it up for the next movie. Yeah. But, like, the very last scene with mm-hmm. those, what are those two people, the species called? The green guys? The Oh, yeah. The, uh, the scrolls. That one yeah, was just funny. That is what made me, like... I don't know if I liked. Really, you didn't like you didn't like that last scene. Yeah, I don't know. Like that's what I that's what I thought you were talking about at first. I'm just gonna no, no, admit no, no. that. Oh no no no! I'm talking about how the movie ends, and then the real ending is the first post credit scene. Yeah. Well, okay, I, I can see dumb. that. I can see that. Yeah, because that's a real ending. Um, I thought that was dumb because you should have. I th- I would have. Okay, here's what I think would have been better. Yeah. They ended it. No, no first like so. You take the first post credit scene. Instead of having credits in between, you just slap that onto the end of the actual movie. Yeah. 
Then you move the Talos post-credit scene up to the first post-credit scene, then you don't even have a second post-credit scene. Yeah, that's yeah, that, that would have been a lot better. better. Cuz to me the ending was really unsatisfying and then after the first post-credit scene I was like, "Okay, that's better." Yeah, that, that's what I kind of thought cuz I was like, "Oh, I'm not satisfied with how the ending is." And then when that came up, I was like, "Oh, I feel better now, but why wasn't it in the actual ending?" Yeah, exactly. I I agree. So I think that's a little dumb. Mhm. Yeah, overall as far as how much I like it, I would have to watch it one more time to decide really how much I like it. Yeah. But where I would place it right now, I don't know. I don't really know. You know, the more I watched Amazing Spider-Man 1, the more I didn't like it. The more I watched Amazing Spider-Man 2, the more I liked it. So I'm going to call it I'm going to call it the the third least best Spider-Man movie. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to rank them right now, okay? Okay. You got Spider-Man 2. At the number one spot. For for the best? For my favorite. Okay. For your favorite. This is for my favorite. Yes. Then you got Spider-Man 1. Then you've got Amazing Spider-Man 2. Then you've got... No, no, no. No. Then you got Spider-Man Homecoming. Then you got Amazing Spider-Man 2. Then you got this movie, Far From Home. Then you got Amazing Spider-Man, then Spider-Man 3. So what did I put that at? Was that fourth? Third? Fourth? For which one? Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 1. Spider-Man Homecoming. Amazing Spider-Man Spider 2. 2. So fifth. Fifth. Out fifth of best seven. Spider-Man movie. That's what I would say. Um, I'll have to watch. That's not official. You yeah, know? I mean, I'll I have, have to watch, watch it again. again. I'm going to buy it. Because, yeah. you know, I'm, I, like, I liked it enough to buy it. Yeah. And it's Spider-Man, so I'm going to buy it no matter yeah. what. And I'm just one of those people that I need to watch things, like, two or three times to really, like, understand. Because yeah. yeah. I just miss some things. There are definitely some fun things. Yeah. I think the yeah. Europe, the Europe I, trip idea is fun. Yeah. Well, think, far from home, you know. Yeah, exactly. And that's unique. You know, you've never done that with a Spider-Man movie. Yeah. I think they did Mysterio pretty well, besides the exposition dump that they did for his origin. Yeah. Um, I'm. I think. Uh, what's his name? The actor did fine. Jake Gyllenhaal. I think he did okay. He did yeah. fine. The best he could do. I think. Um, maybe I. I didn't love how much Nick Fury was in the movie. I, I think. Yeah. I think he interfered with the plot too much. Um. But I liked. I definitely liked some things. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of just seemed like Nick Fury was like kind of forcing. Moving the plot along. Yeah, he was like yeah. forcing um, Spider-Man or Peter Parker to like mm -hmm. get out there rather than Peter Parker like making that decision himself. Yeah. Which I mean, I, I guess can show between being which a kid and an adult. In the end, he made that decision himself. Yeah. Which I guess you could say is once again kind of that symbolic completion of the responsibility yeah. arc. Um, which is kind of funny that the responsibility arc is happening in the second movie of this series rather than the first one normally that's the one that where you know uncle ben dies and he's like with great power comes great responsibility and then he does that in the first movie but mm. yeah you know i mean there were still like laughs and stuff like i still yeah. enjoyed yeah although our theater wasn't a laughing theater no we were the only ones laughing yeah i, think, I felt like we were the ones having fun yeah. everyone else was just like yeah overall i'll have to see it again but first impression it's fine not one of the best not one of the worst. You can't really pick out exactly one thing that makes you not like it. Yeah, but it's it's just hard to explain. You have to watch it. I think the biggest and... thing is that Peter Parker isn't as um, accessible, I feel like. You know, you don't relate that's, with him quite as much. Yeah, that's exactly I how I feel. But He's it, not as compelling, not... that's what it is. Yeah. But... Yeah. Anyway, we should probably get going. Yeah.
402. Well, thanks for listening. Hopefully we'll do more of these. This is an experiment. <laughs> We're it trying fun. it out. It was fun. I did better than I thought I was going to do. That's good. That's good. <laughs> All right. See ya. <laughs>